Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can on this program to give you and your loved ones a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. Welcome to the program. Skyboy is uh, on vacation. He's at, he's AWOL. Uh, filling in for him today is the, the great, the excellent, the award-winning Bryce Tobin. Bryce, welcome to the show. I'm struggling. You're struggling, but you're, you're flying pretty well. Well, you know, I, I, we haven't crashed yet. Well, we hit a billboard. We, it's fine. There's always a billboard. There's a, you got to watch out. You're doing a great job on the board. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. I faded out the music. Don't worry. No, that was really good. Oh, so okay? um, let's talk for a minute just about the award winning. So last Friday, was it Thursday, you went to the Academy Awards. I went to the Oscars, actually. Was it the Oscars? The Oscars. Winter Oscars. And this was in January. February, usually. February. Okay, that's different. I'm yeah. good at this already. So you, uh, you apparently didn't go to the Oscars. because You yeah, don't know that? It was October. <laughs> Burden of proof is on you, Matt. You don't know that I didn't. <laughs> where, where did you go? And you received an award. Um, okay, so the Utah Broadcasting Association puts on their awards ceremony thing. Called? The UBs. The UBs. You sure. won a Utah Broadcasting Award. A- award. Thing. Yeah, we're trying to make it because UB, it should be a Yuba. A Yuba. An Uba. <laughs> it should be an Uba. I should put like two dots above it, like, like a, yeah. does that sound like a, like a Uba? I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't. Wow. That's Eastern European. What was the award for? For the f- feature or short story. Really? Yeah. So you have made the show an award-winning show. Yes, it is an award-winning show. Which is why you're now in the driver's seat driving exactly. the show. Exactly. Skyler was just like, um, yeah, so. Did he feel inadequate? Apparently. Is he, te- he, he texted me yesterday. He was like, could you board out for the show? I bet you he's out trying to figure out how he could win an award. He's like, the UB's next year. I'll bet you he his. could, you know. I bet you there's an award for Sky. There's got to be. Let's think of it. Today, there's got to be an award for Scott. Best hungry person who prevents himself from sleeping while a show goes on all around him. Oh, yeah. That's a good award. That's I would a great like that award. award. <laughs> I, think he, I think he actually, yeah, that's an endowed chair, I think, that he's paid for because he's such the master of that. He's like, chair doesn't look that good. No, it doesn't. Uh, okay, we'll get an award for Sky, but congratulations. Oh, thank you. You know, we should be playing your, sh- your segment. Your award-winning segment. I could probably find it. No. Why don't you find it? Just track it down. It's a two-hour show. It's, I could find it. So, but wait, I have to board <laughs> op now. Normally, I would have time to track it down and find it. But... Well, board op, hello, half of that word says you're bored. <laughs> exactly. Homonyms. Aren't they great? The Homophones. other half Homonyms? is you're opping something. Homophones. Uh, okay. Congratulations. Thank you, Matt. We were so proud of you. We almost threw another party. Ah, uh, so close. You were so close. That's good. They had free food there, so Did they? we kind of ate everything. And um, Don went with you? Don went with. Don drove. Did he? He drove. Did Was Don like, did he give you a standing O? Vation? No. There was no, there was no fanfare. They had baskets with paper in them. Paper baskets? Yes. Like a garbage can? Uh, close. Similar. 
And what there was you, no bag in it, though. What did you pull out of the basket? I had, had a piece of paper on the front that was like, here's what you guys want. Here's your ubi. Take your stuff, take your food, and go away. Wow. No, it wasn't that severe. Was that, Were you in a tuxedo? No. I was, were you? I in, wore jeans. Were you, that's right. You had a collared shirt. I did have a collared shirt. No tie. That was huge. That was a big day for all of us. You're like, oh, my gosh, she can dress. Everyone's like, wow, he looks hot. I don't think that's what they said. I don't think that's what that they said. That guy. And he said, I've never seen him with a collared shirt. And he says, I have been his scuba buddy for months. For months. Well, that's cool. Congrats. Okay, well, so we are now the award-winning Matt Townsend show. We've won one award, and maybe Sky won one. I, I won something once. I don't want to brag, but I'll tell you about it. I won the award um, for the best, what do you call it, landscaping in Sandy City when we moved. We bought a home. We bought a brand. It, wasn't, it was brand new to us. It was a used home. But we, drew, we bought it. Then that fall, we got a notice from the city saying we won an award for the best landscaped house. Did you, did you put any effort did into you? it? I've, uh, well, I mowed the lawn like five <laughs> times. You didn't do anything above what you were supposed to? Nope. Nailed it. Did you edge it? <laughs> I edged it. You edged I had it? edged okay. it. And uh, our neighbors across the street got theirs. They actually, they actually do their yard. Oh. And they had okay. been doing it for yeah. years. But you won. Not us. We both won. We went together. We went to Sandy City, which is a, it's a big city in Utah, and uh, you know we took the award. Uh, you know I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying. Matt, I think it's you're a good bragging. thing you aren't. I think neener, bragging, neener. Matt. But I mean, so we, we've won multiple awards on the show. I mean, it's not like we're non-award winning. We've got awards. We've got the Ubi, and we've got the Sandy Beautification Award. Merritt, have you won an award? When I was in high school, I got fifth in my state for a voice competition. Perfect. There we go. Award-winning. So we've taken state, fifth. <laughs> we've taken, the Matt Townsend show fifth? has taken state, Wait, fifth. Fifth, fifth place in There was state. an award for that, by the way. I'm well, not well, just making well, it up. Well, let's just be real, though. It was Idaho. <laughs> so it's a big – I mean, no, it's fifth in state, though. It's a – I mean, Idaho's a real state. So it's huge. Barely, but yeah. Well, I mean, we have – so we have an Ubi. We have the Idaho Fifth and State for voice, mm-hmm. and we have the Sandy Beautification, you know, award. We made it. We're the best. Now, if only, if only, if only Hannah Montana has won an award. Hannah, any awards that we can add to the the award winning Matt Townsend show? Remember, they can't be prestigious. So, um, I won the state storytelling contest. Too like prestigious. Come on. Grade. Okay. No, but that was. Grade. Hold on. Let's be real. It, if you're in court telling the story, it's not an award you're winning. It's. <laughs> I was in fourth grade and I was in court already. You, you were. That's horrible. Oh my gosh. Matt. You were messed up as a child. <laughs> so you're you're a fourth grader telling stories in court. I told the uh, the three little pigs. The true story of the three little pigs. So you okay? What place did you come in? I they just everybody won, but I got past like my What's, county. What state was this? To, it was Utah. Wow. Okay, there you have it. Award winning. Mm. That's us, man. The Matt Townsend Show coming to you live. Four awards won by the program. An Ubi. A Sandy Beautification Award, Voice, 
fifth place Idaho fifth place voice award. And you have then, the fifth best voice in Idaho. The fifth best. <laughs> and then someone lying under oath in a courtroom at the age of four. I don't know if that's a good award. I don't know. That's a storytelling award. Morally compromising. Talking yeah. bad about pigs. <sighs> you know, I mean, a lot of people would think, hey, whatever. But you don't have awards. They're important to us. Okay, man. They're really important. I mean, have you seen my lawn? I have not seen your lawn. Is you it a good lawn? Well, we haven't won an award for like 15 years. Oh, you let it go. You're letting it go. Well, we actually... You're resting on your well, laurels. Well, when we moved into our new house, the yard wasn't really perfect and immaculate. <laughs> so we never had a shot. <laughs> it's so, no, see, you messed up the formula. You have to move from place to place to place yeah. to place. Well, to I would. Like, I don't know if you noticed. Get that house. Get I know, but the economy's tanked. So now I'm upside down. And now, how am I ever going to get a new yard? I mean, a lot, of people, a lot of people would mow themselves and edge put flowers and stuff in their yard. Nah, don't do that. No, not why when you can buy it. Uh, Now, today's show is a fun topic for me because I just spent the weekend with my son and his friends, his three friends, two friends. Both of his friends. His his friends, his court-ordered friends. (laughs) Um, Hangs out with Hannah, Montana. But the funny thing about my son and his friends is there was also where we were like four or five young ladies there too, teenage girls. And they were all hanging out. And it was interesting to just notice kind of, I think, the difference between the boys and the girls. Like nine o'clock, the girls would call from another condo and say, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? And my son and his friends would say, we're playing um, NFL Blitz on Nintendo. And they're like, really? (laughs) Do you want to go hike or something? And my sons would be like, Nah, we're good. We're, we're we're having fun. Well, we're going hiking. We're doing great. So notice how subtle. We're going hiking. And they're like, cool. Call us when you get back. Like, Sounds like fun. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and that was it. Oh, boy, have I been in those shoes before. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I woke up. My wife's like, you just going to stay there all day? You're like, what? The girls are going hiking. That sounds like fun. She's they like, should really do that. She's like, do you want to go for a walk? Eh, I'm good. Well, you... I know, but it's beautiful outside. You're like, it is indeed yeah. beautiful. <laughs> well, I, I want to get out and wait, go for a walk. I'm wait, like, but Matt, were you playing something in, in particular? I was, I was hunting. Where, what were you? What were you hunting on? Uh, deer hunter 2014. Yes. Oh, I was doing a little quiet. deer hunting uh, again. I'm loving it. By the way, I'm loving hunting so much. I bought an orange shirt. Well, that is dedication. Was it a reflective one or just an orange no, shirt? It was just an orange shirt. I got a really good deal on it. Orange shirts go really in a, really cheap during the hunting season. <laughs> Not very expensive. Mm-hmm. But mine was a nice collared polo. I don't know. I, I, but, you know, I wear it just because I care. So, Merritt, help me. Um, you know, what was going on there? My son, what? he was just trying to be a boy and just play NFL Blitz. Yeah. What's I'm, the big I'm deal? Sure. What, what, why do they need to call and start being all rude to him? <laughs> I think what what was going down was that they wanted to spend time with your son because maybe they thought he was neat or something like that. Huh. Yeah, we did. None of us picked that up. Yeah. We just thought they were like judging us, <laughs> like thinking we were lazy. <laughs> like That's we're right. hiking. <laughs> oh, we're playing video games. Okay, go have fun. Go so, away. <laughs> so, so you're saying they wanted? They actually just wanted to be with him. Yeah, it wasn't mm. about the activity in particular. It was well, about why 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 didn't they just come time. over and play NFL Blitz? Why didn't they say, "Hey, can we come play NFL Blitz?" Because 
that's boring. I disagree, but I get what you mean. <laughs> no. What you're saying is that isn't fun for you. That's fine. Yes, you can enjoy exactly. that. Yeah. So, but see, don't you think like going on the hike wouldn't have been necessarily fun for them? Who goes hiking at nine at night? It was nine in the morning. Oh, nine in the oh. no, <laughs> no. no, that was early. I'm like, what? Oh dear. Who's getting up at nine a.m. It's on a like, vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm not getting out. I'm not getting out of bed till <sighs> noon. See, I have this feeling that we just come at it from different directions. And then they kind of like nuance it. They didn't like say, come be with us. They didn't say that. They're like, so what are you doing? And these the boys were just thinking, we're playing Blitz, NFL Blitz. And Well, it made sense to those girls. Yeah. Here, over the weekend, I was hanging out with some friends. We were watching Star Wars, I believe. Really? And one of the girls in my group of friends has recently entered into the beginning dating stages. Oh, boy. With somebody. And we're talking with the guys about that, and they look at me, and they're like, okay, so is he like, like, give me like a scale, you know, one to ten. Like, yeah, in his hotness. What does that mean? Yeah, one to ten. <laughs> hey, I had no clue what they were talking There's about. There's a hotness scale. Yeah, Every and so they asked it. us girls, is he one to ten? And so we sat there debating for about ten minutes, like, well, do you mean like pure physical attraction, or do you mean how nice he is? Or And they're like, no, just one to ten. Yeah, you're, th- you're overthinking it. I know, but it was so frustrating. I had no clue how to just rate it one to ten. Well, what did you just just throw out a number? I ended up doing seven because that felt nicely neutral. Seven's a perfect neutral number. <laughs> well, hold on, that's the problem with any sort of like rating scale from like you, you know, have one to... to ten. If we always start at six, six is zero. It's true. So and it's so really seven six is to one. It's really a four point rating scale or a five point yeah. rating scale, and yeah. we're starting at six. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So he's a two. If that's he, not what I meant. No, I see. That's hard. See, you're you overthink it because you think I guess it all matters. It does it's matter. It's just a hot well, scale. See, and here's here's the thing: is that they started. Then one of my guy friends was like, "Well, I'll give you a few examples." And he's like, "I think this guy to a girl would be this number," which was just even more confusing because yeah. I think he had no clue what he was talking yeah. about. Well, but, was this guy that you were talking to? I think he was attracted to you. Um. I Were doubt you feeling that the vibe? The <laughs> Let's rate him. Him? He's a pretty attractive guy. One to ten. Give me a one to ten on that. One to ten. Why do you need the number? I don't know. Just I'm going to say eight. Eight. Yeah, eight. I went one up. That's a three. I'm one to five scale. <laughs> <laughs> he's a three. He went over the halfway mark. That's not yeah. bad. <laughs> because he's he see he's asking you. So if a guy's sitting there talking to you about what you find attractive, that's a guy saying, "I like you a lot." Okay. I didn't get that one. I don't think so. Yeah, don't you think? I totally I disagree with that. that. Yeah. yeah you, I can take Merit's side on well, this You're not one. a guy. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I am. So you, if you've ever talked about- You're an award-winning <laughs> guy. Good job, Bryce. <laughs> Thank you. The award-winning guy says, I think he's- Because he, he wants to know your skill. Okay, maybe there's a bit of truth he, He's there. talking maybe. to you about how you rate men. Most men would not care how you rate men unless they cared about you. Hello, I have a PhD in this. <laughs> Doctor Matt, Tatum. I don't mean except to yell. for this is a conversation about another girl's interest in a guy, and it's a group. That's what you think it's about because you, you're thinking like a girl now. But when you think about it, see, guys aren't going to waste talk about that. That's yeah, no. just blah 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 blah. Okay, but we went on with the conversation, and he was like, "I was like, well, fine. I'm like, what are you rating it on? Like, yeah. are we talking like we finally narrowed it down? He was just saying physical. Did so, you kiss okay. him? No. Okay, I was just okay. checking. Well, 
Because anyway. if she said yes, and she's like, I don't think he's into me, I would have been like, mixed messages. <laughs> I'm not that dumb, luckily. But... So, but you carried on this conversation. No, yeah. So See, was, I personally, so like... guys don't have these conversations unless they're interested in you. He would have just said, is there dinner? And he would have walked away. When are we eating? Wow. He's interested in you. This guy that you're talking about, he likes you. Sure. I don't know why I just talk like that, but he does. That's fine. You're trying to illustrate the point. Let's go to the award winning uh, journalist, Bryce. Would you would you agree? He must be showing some interest, or he might be reporting for someone else, though. See, that's more what I was. Well, for so there's someone else that is having attraction towards you and wants to know your scale. Hmm. But they have an agent out there. <laughs> There's an agent. Is this guy it's... bald? Because I hear bald guys are very attractive to women. Hannah, what do you think? Hannah loves a bald guy. I I am in love with a bald guy. Oh, that's right. Weird. How did we know that? <laughs> How, oh. I don't know. That you is come full weird. circle. Is he the guy that comes and looks through the window that we used to call the lurker? <laughs> Is it that guy? Larry the Lurker. <laughs> Is there really someone that used to come peek through the window? Yeah, I think you're dating him. Oh, wow. Have um, I met him? I've met him. He was yeah, nice. He yeah. just waved, but he had his hat on. That's Larry the Lurker. Oh, okay. I don't know what his name is for real. What's your boyfriend's name? James. James. And But yeah, that was Larry the Lurker. He used to look right uh. in the... Because our studios are open. <laughs> there's windows everywhere. In fact, we just had a big That's really by. strange that he would come in the middle of class and... Come, yeah, that's a problem. He doesn't I'll actually like... He doesn't... Them. But he just kind of just pokes his head around and all you can see are his eyes. <laughs> Larry the Lurker. Uh, we're going to come back. When we come back, Merritt's going to teach us about bald men and the incredible attraction that women have with bald men, which is funny because I've been fighting to keep as much hair on my head as I could. But apparently, if I just shaved it off, the ladies would be crazy for me. Hmm. We're learning a lot here. The differences between men and women. The male and female psychology. That's the show today. We'll be right back, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking male and female psychology as we jump right into it. Uh, Merritt, fill us in. What's the deal with the bald thing? The bald thing. This has apparently made waves in our little team. Yeah. Well, because we all have hair. <laughs> yeah, nice hair too. Yeah, thank you. You all have pretty nice hair. Yep. Thanks, Merritt. No, so this is the deal. And I was interested in this too. It was very interesting. Why, why I read were this you thing interested? Because it's interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's interesting because it's interesting. Meaning You're not it really double meaning into everything uh, I, I am, say. Because That's I, more of like a female psychology. We'll tell you what we're trying to figure out. Well, I, I think I am. I think I have the mind of a female. Because I was raised by four women. Well, if you're reading double meanings into everything I say, I'd probably agree with that. What do you mean by that? Girls generally read like three different meanings into everything people say. So I what think. are you saying? See, I'm, I keep reading into it. Are you noticing that? I'm saying what I mean. I think you might be more like a male psychology, and I might be more like you a know, female. You know, it's true. I grew up smacked between two brothers, and see, they done work. Person's my dad. I yeah. So um, bald. Bald. Beautiful. Okay. This is the deal. So I would have thought that, like, a guy's attractiveness level would kind of correspond with the amount of hair he had. You right? would think so. He would hair be most attractive. Warm more hair he had in yeah. total speaking. And that's like facial hair too. That's kind of well, yeah. scientifically proven. Yeah. And then 
it goes. Some say something oh, about facial hair. Oh, I think Bryce is rubbing his facial hair on the microphone. It's a little gross. I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, you're going to need to clean that. We don't switch yeah. these, these that... microphones out, so yeah. I'm going to anyway, die. So you would think that it would correspond, and that yeah. the less hair a guy had, the less attractive right. he would be. They become but really, like it's more like a bell curve. So they're the most, att- so they're like the most attractive face curve. either yeah, either when they have a lot of hair or when they don't have any hair at all. Hold it. Like, like you mean, um, what's that What's that disease called when you don't have hair? Aploplesia. Alopecia. Alopecia. Is that what it is? <laughs> you mean like alopecia? No, like. Okay. Like head Just hair. Groomed. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, bald. So, yeah. So they're oh, least attractive when they're balding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, if you're balding, maybe you should just shave it all off. I've read that this. Might, I, but yeah. there was a study about bald bosses have to have a lot of power. <laughs> Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is that a guy is rated in the polls that they did. A guy who had a lot of hair, you know, thick, nice hair, yeah. was rated the most attractive. Really? Yeah. That that's was the us, most attractive. Right? Yes. All that We're hair. So winning. Okay, well, how okay, does back going. hair play into that? You know, I think that. What about people with back hair that actually can comb it up? <laughs> Instead of being bald, they have back hair of. combed up. I think that's just called good grooming and hygiene. Yeah. That is not. Related yeah. to this, if it defies the laws of gravity, <laughs> I'm just saying your your science said you know more hair, more attractive, or a comb yeah. over any kind of comb over that blows in the wind and it's like three feet long. Yeah, that's not okay either. That's not good because that's just going to whip the guy behind you. That's, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. No. So what it showed those guys with hair were the most attractive, but the guys who were bald were rated the most likely to be. Um, I think it was fatherly and manly. What? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, because see, it doesn't hair have some correlation to testosterone. No. So when you have hair, not, wait, wait, hold on, because the hair. higher the higher levels of testosterone, you so people with higher testosterone, I think, lose their hair earlier. They're the yeah. ones that had hair younger. Yes. And mm-hmm. then they have the that male fits. pattern pattern yeah. balding, and so it probably is because apparently once a man's had a baby. His testosterone drops, but he actually becomes more attractive. Not that he had the baby. Once his wife has a baby, he actually becomes more attractive because he's now a father. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's about – I think it's about losing testosterone. And I think it has something to do with Annie's uh, daddy, the bald guy. It, you know uh, what? That daddy is true. Warbucks. Daddy, daddy Warbucks. Warbucks. Yeah. He was rich and bald. I think people think rich people are bald. <laughs> Because we all grew up watching Annie. They also could have alopecia. Which is probably why it I can wanted go either to way. be an orphan when I was a child. <laughs> like, make me an orphan with a rich daddy. <laughs> Who can sing and dance. So I think yeah. there's, there's a correlation there. Now, Bryce, on the other hand, has a lot of hair. Yes. But apparently he will be bald when he's 29. Nope. <laughs> nope. That is not happening. You've got a lot I of hair. I refuse to believe that. I don't think That yours... would be pretty soon. Yeah, yours isn't going. It would already be showing He would up. have to, yeah. yeah. You'd have to lose a lot of hair in a really short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. would, you could have a bad weekend. Please, no. <laughs> so um, that, me. that's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So, but here's another thing. Guys prefer women with longer hair. So I feel like it's kind of the same thing. I don't think there is the bell curve for bald women, though. <laughs> no, not I don't think that generally applies. Speaking, Unfortunately. No. Sorry, bald ladies. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I mean, no, there's sorry, no offense. Clearly, things, no are, offense. things are hard enough as is. We're yeah. not making it any easier no. by talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you need – yeah. So it's interesting. <laughs> it seems like a reverse standard. Yeah. So longer hair, usually more feminine. Yeah. Things like that. What about know? curly hair? Because you can go curly and you can go straight. Okay, here's what I read this morning. Okay. That 
I don't know. I'm just saying this to you like it's a statistic, but I'm talking to two guys. Guys prefer the natural look of hair. So What does that mean? Because like, to it, me, all hair is So natural. if it looks like somebody spent a super, super long time on it and it looks like super yeah. manicured. Like done up. It wasn't nice to touch, so maybe it was like crunchy because you put too much hairspray Ugh. or gel in it. Crunchy. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So I figure if you're going with the natural vibe of your hair, then it's fine. So if your natural vibe is just thin, stringy. Maybe you should do something about like that. That Gollum like... Gollum hair? <laughs> that sounds no. like a health concern. <laughs> okay. But no. Would you find Gollum attractive? Very you bald. Know? Very bald. Very bald. And apparently inhuman. So he was what? Inhuman and possessed. So okay. probably not. Okay. How about that guy that you were talking to hypothetically? Well, it was it was actually very real. But you were talking to him about your rating scale for men. Was that guy bald? He was not. Did you find him attractive even though he had hair? <laughs> Did you find him attractive in spite of his hair? In spite of, in his, spite hair. of his hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's something going on there. You think? I'm I'm sure. Dr. Matt. I don't know if you know this. I am a doctor. And I have a PhD and two master's degrees in this, and I deal with it all day long. That guy likes you. And I'd ask him if he likes crunchy hair <laughs> or if he likes it just, you know, naturally wispy and fine. Wispy and fine. Are, are you feel? I feel like those are the two extremes. You're not going to allow for anything in between. No. Okay. That was enlightening. I didn't know that about bald. Yeah. Well, now you. We've know. been fighting Hannah all afternoon. She thinks bald women are more attractive to men. We're saying no. Mm, yeah. We're like, let us. Decide I feel like that. you're the men, so you should yeah. decide. Don't believe her, Bryce. I don't. Okay. That's settled, Hannah Montana. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, great guest that's going to enlighten us about male and female psychology. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. And today we're talking a very, very, I think, appropriate, important topic. You know, we, we seem to be a little different. And, uh, you know, I, I guess you can't always chalk it up to, you know, this absolute men and women. We all, you know, women do this, men do this, women are... From men are from Mars, women are from Venus. You probably can't buy every part of that. But there are some very real differences. I mean, you know, for some reason, women suffer more depression statistically than men do. Men tend to suffer more ADD than women do. Something's going on, right? Something is going on between all of us. And so we decided to bring in an expert that can help us. Um, Elisa Goodwin-Snell is joining us. She is has a master's degree in marriage and family therapy, 17 years of experience in helping individuals and um, in, in, in practicing with individuals and doing marital counseling. She's the author of seven books, four DVDs, and numerous audios. She's the creator of It's Not You, It's Your Technique Dating System. It's, she's been on over 70 TV and radio programs nationwide and is a sought-out public speaker. You can find more from Elisa there at her website, itchyourtechnique.com. Elisa, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. 
It's good to be back, Matt. How are you? Excellent. I know. You used to we used to have you on all the time. Oh, I know. It's been a little while. Know. Now you're back. <laughs> I have this toddler that's a little hard to manage schedules. I know. <laughs> so, now, how how old's your how old's your baby? Well, toddler. Two two and a half. Wow. And, a half, and she is one wild girl. Isn't that fun though? <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. I know. It's wonderful. But it's definitely slowed my life down. I know, it's what it does. I think that's <laughs> so, that's what it's for. Exactly. Um yes, now here's yes. the deal. I'm thinking um, now you you're you're not just you know kind of any therapist or coach. You right. also kind of specialize in the dating scene and in yeah. kind of the male female approach to each other, based on a lot right. of your your experience and your research. Yeah. Fill us in a little bit. Is there you know is there a real difference? I mean, it seems like such a crazy question because it seems fairly obvious. But I also know a lot of people that get so offended when you try to pretend like there's a difference between men and women? Is there well, a difference? I think it, well, absolutely, absolutely there's a difference. And when we ignore the fact that we, we feel and need different things, we end up invalidating other mm. people's feelings and needs. So a big part of what I teach and what I want people to focus in on is empathy, having empathy and respect for other people's feelings and needs, and to see that their feelings and needs are valid and important, even when they're separate from my own. Right. And so if we don't recognize that there are differences between us, whether it's, you know, brothers or, you know, people of the same sex, if we don't recognize that there are differences, we end up invalidating other people's unique feelings and needs. And when we don't recognize that the opposite sex is different, we invalidate that. So I think the best yeah. thing is that we just try to understand, and if this is a good place to start a dialogue. It's not an absolute, um, and there are some people who are going to identify more with what might be considered a male gender type of um, behavior or need, and that meets you know, that identifies them as a female a little bit more. But the important point is this is just a place to start a dialogue and, and just listen and respect where the other person's coming from. Um, I got into doing dating coaching because I did so much work as a marriage and family therapist and I saw so many couples who lacked empathy and um, that their relationships were just flawed on such big levels. And so I wanted people to understand the warning signs of, a, of um, you know, just the early warning signs of somebody who lacks empathy, self-control, and personal responsibility, and how that connects to abusive and addictive behaviors. Hmm. Um, but the other part of it was, you know, I, I had to kind of help people understand how to be more effective in dating, and that's why I created 17 Secrets to the Male and Female Psychology, so people would understand why I teach the, the techniques that I teach and how to be more effective. There, there's got to be some, you know, deeper underlying reasons and motivations behind their behavior um, so they can date more effectively. But this works with, you know, married couples. It works with people who have been together for 50 years because the reality is it matters if at first contact I make you feel great, I make you feel safe and secure, I make you feel comfortable and confident when you're with me, and it matters 50 years in the marriage if I do that. Right. And so these are just some core core things that hopefully will help people to be more confident and and you know, just enjoy each other more. Well, see, I think that's one of the keys is I mean, really to all education is if we could just increase your comfort level, increase your skill set, your um, your competency. Again, like being empathic is something that transcends a gender. It, but oh, yeah. it, it, but it also it can it can enhance you to have a few cues. I was just speaking to a. A hospital group, um, a really large uh, series of hospitals and all the administrators at like four different 
big, large hospitals. And one of the things that was interesting to me is, I mean, all of a sudden it dawned on me. I've always kind of taught some of these differences between husband and wife, and they're funny and whatever. But in the end, it's a big thing. Like if somebody's in there being treated, just some of these some of these differences of how how our psychology works could be very helpful. If somebody's being treated for cancer and their right. ego gets involved in talking about it, that's good to notice. Right. And and or, or some that want it's, to talk a lot about it, that's good to notice, whatever the gender. Right. It's learning to tune into each other. And, you know, and that's what I hope with these 17 secrets as we talk about them. You know, what is it that helps you tune in and hear the other person? The, the number one need that I place for women in um, relationships is to feel safe and secure. And a lot of guys feel like, well, if I'm not a physical threat to a woman, then I've taken care of that. And it really is much more complex than just right. you know, whether or not he's physically standing. I didn't like, touch I you. Men. Yeah. I know, exactly. You know, when I teach men, lean on your backward foot. That gives her permission to lean in if she's comfortable. If you're always leaning in, it puts her in a position to have to lean back, and you can't tell if she's interested or not. And a woman, when she feels uncomfortable, we're going to lean back more. And then the number one thing a guy has to do is make her feel comfortable at, say, at first contact. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more broad than that. It's how do you make a woman feel safe and secure physically? How do you make her feel safe and secure emotionally, psychologically? You know, really when relationships start to fall apart, it's because both parties are not feeling like their needs are being met and that she is not um, probably feeling as safe and secure. The number one need of a man is to feel that she has faith and trust in him. And so, you know, when she doesn't feel safe and secure in the relationship, she tends to act more nagging, critical, rejecting, which makes him feel like she doesn't have faith and trust in him. And he doesn't feel safe and secure and respected in the relationship anymore. And so those are the core. Um, Again, it's learning to tune in to each other's feelings and needs and recognizing the subtleties of when I say this specific thing, it makes him feel you know, like, I don't have faith in him. I read something interesting um, the other day that said when a guy, when a woman says, I've lost respect for you, that's the same as saying, I don't love you, you yeah. know, and that for a, a guy, you know, respect is so critical to feeling like she um, she values him that I wouldn't have thought that saying just, you know, I've lost respect for you, that that would hit so hard as if you were to say, I don't love you. But I think a lot of guys would agree. And so, you know, learning to listen to each other is a big part of tuning in. That's part of that. uh, One of the most common, I guess, male-female patterns is this fear, shame, fear, shame. And it sounds like if they feel unsafe, they start to feel some fear. And then they say something that tends to turn into shame. And then his shame yeah. creates more fear, and her fear creates more shame, and we just beat each other down. You know, and we do it a lot of times because I feel pain, so I want you to feel as bad as I feel right now, yeah. and so I go on the attack. Instead of saying, hey, that hurt, you know, or um, like, for instance, a lot of times guys know what their feelings are. If someone can help them identify what their feelings are, but they get defensive, and so, you know, they kind of go on the attack a little bit, and they say, well, you're not so hot, and, you you know, you do X, Y, and Z right. wrong. Whereas if he were just simply to say, ouch, you know, do you realize what you just said and how that would make me feel, and this is what I'm feeling, that would tie in for her in understanding the connection between how when she treated him as if she thought he was stupid, even though she didn't mean to say mm-hmm. that, it made him feel that way. And again, that ties into that first 
primary yeah. need, which is to feel, um, feel that she has faith and trust in him. Communication's a way, you know this so well, Matt, communication's a way complex thing. Oh, you know? yeah. But if I, if I at least feel like you're trying to understand where I'm coming from, a lot of mercy is given because at least I feel like you're, you're trying to tune in and um, you're not turning away from me, you're turning towards me. Hmm. Um, when we look at the research on relationships, you know, what are the behaviors that make someone, that you can tell when someone's turning away versus turning toward, and that's literally their body language. You know, yeah. when I turn my back, I, I roll my eyes, I, you know, I, I start to distance further, that frightens the other person because it feels like you're rejecting them, and, um, you know, so learning to, to turn towards people and, and keep the communication going and, and at least attempt to understand the other person makes yeah. a huge difference in overcoming these differences that we have. And that's it's communication. Huge. It really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and to think about it, I, I truly believe, that, and you could see this as a counselor, you would see couple after couple, person after person come in with, you know, very similar pain. And not not oh, yeah. all not but but you know nuance but very similar complaints and the okay. this idea of the female needing safe and secure and her way not to assume uh-huh. that everyone that that not that doesn't even mean my income that you need a lot of income to feel safe and secure but it it's your safety and security could be just to have a house or to have a house that's mm-hmm. not encumbered by any other debts or loans. I mean, and, and his need to feel trusted and respected. They're, they're very universal and they need to be understood very specifically, don't they? Yeah. Well, and to feel like, you know, you care about my feelings and needs, even if we're in a position where we've had a financial downturn, when the person responds to just a simple statement that, you know, I would love to have this dress or I would love X, Y, and Z, you know, and the other person's like, I would love to ha- that you would be able to have that. Let's talk about how we can make that happen. Um, instead of shutting it down, getting defensive, feeling like a failure because they're in a financial downturn, to just express an interest in the other person's needs. A lot of times it's not about the thing. It's about the connection right. and just feeling like the other person cares and is invested in what I care about. And, and, and then a lot of times these surface needs just, you know, melt away anyway. You know, it's sometimes it's, it, it, it really doesn't have to be about the dollar amount. It's about right. the relationship. You it know, seems like that's you... where it gets hard, though, isn't it? Because um, she might have a need to communicate and, and be understood on her need. But the more we communicate it, he might be internalizing it that he's not respected or he's, you know, he makes her feel unsafe. He's a failure. He's a failure. So mm-hmm. even it seems like even the mere fact we're talking about it actually perpetuates more of it and yet avoiding it also perpetuates more for the for maybe the why for the the person that wants to communicate you know i'd like to give your listeners an opportunity to get the complete list of the 17 secrets and we can talk about that after the break you know how they can just get the complete list but you know i'm going to kind of highlight a few and one of those is that men are driven to compete face challenges succeed and conquer I mean, that's a big part of the male psyche. And not all guys are like these really highly driven, motivated guys, but every guy wants to feel like a success, yeah. especially with his partner. Every guy wants to feel like, you know, he wants a reasonable challenge. And even a woman it can be a reasonable challenge. There's a thrill and excitement in making her happy and pleasing her and things like that. Um, the problem is that men are also repelled by criticism, nagging, and whining because that directly makes them feel that they're not a success. You yeah. know, it makes him feel like he, she doesn't have faith and trust in him. And so, um, you know, there's 
there's so many dynamics to the male psyche. I know that a lot of people will talk about how you have to stroke the male ego. I always find that to be a bit condescending. Right, right. <laughs> As if the male ego is so weak, it has right. to be stroked. No. I just think it's the differences. And if you understand what success means to a guy, but when we're talking about finances, it's oftentimes very personal to him that he either feels like a success or failure with you. But if if you're touching him, you're smiling at him, you're noticing what he's doing right, you treat it like you guys are doing this as a team, you show him that you have faith in him, you can talk about difficult issues without triggering so many fears mm-hmm. and without being perceived as being critical. You know, um, men are willing to have difficult conversations. They just need to feel safe too. It may not be their number one need. And I really believe the number one need of a woman is to feel safe. But if you show curiosity and respect in a conversation, you can get a guy to talk about anything, even his deepest shame. If you, if you're just letting him know what it means to you that he was willing to open up and be vulnerable. So many women want their men to be more vulnerable in relationships. And it really is directly connected to how safe and valued and respected do you make him feel when he does open up. Um, I don't have to judge what he said. I just need to let him know it means so much to me that he was willing to share it. And then later I can process it, think through it, come back with what my additional needs are, ask more questions. But if I judge it right then and there, I'm going to shut him down. And um, because, again, he doesn't feel like a success. Such so. a good learning. I mean, really, it's it's there's such a nuance to it. And uh, we're just getting started, folks. We have got Elisa Goodwin-Snell joining us. She is she's you know she's teaching us kind of the uh, I don't know the the nuance of these of the male female psychology. You can go get more information from her at itchertechnique.com. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back. If you have a question for Elisa about a relationship, somebody you're struggling with, a situation, give us a call one eight five five chat BYU one eight five five chat BYU. We'll give you a book if we can get you on the air. And uh, Lisa Goodwin-Snell is going to join us after this break for more insight right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Hoedown. That means we're wrapping up the first hour of the Matt Townsend Show. We're on the phone right now with Lisa Goodwin-Snell from the website itchyourtechnique.com. She's trying to teach us the male and female psychology, 17 secrets to understand the male and female psychology. There's just little nuances, little tricks that uh, she's trying to help us with. Now, again, you may not fit one psyche over another. One of You might maybe are playing on both sides of the script here, but you know what? It doesn't matter. The key to this is that you're going to learn to become more empathic, you know, hopefully— Learn to approach your partner from a different frame of reference. So far, we've been talking about just a couple of them, um, basically uh, how men seek out relationships that, that make them feel trusted and respected. Women tend to thrive when they feel safe and secure. And another one we've been talking about, that men are driven to succeed, face challenges, compete and conquer. Women are, tend to be insecure about their bodies. And we haven't gotten to that. Elisa Goodwin-Snell is joining us. Elisa, welcome back to the program. Thank you. And and you are going to give everybody a way to get this entire list, right? Those that are listening. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got a really fast and easy way for them to do it by just texting. Um, so what you'll do is you'll text two two eight two eight is the text number, okay. and you'll just text seven days free. So and that's all just one word seven. The number seven days. 
free. And that's just going to send you, they're going to ask for your email, and that'll just send you an email where you can click a link to get these 17 secrets. Oh, you don't, um, you'll provide your email, but you can unsubscribe at any time. There's no obligation. Um, this was originally created for singles, but a majority of these relate long-term into relationships. So if you're married, no worries. Don't feel like you're, <laughs> you know, you're locked into my email list. It's yeah. not a big deal. This just gives you the ability to view the 17 secrets. So, again, that's going to be the number is 22828, and you'll yeah. just text um, seven days free, and uh, that'll take care of it from there. So uh, what I would love to do with you, Matt, is, is kind of go point by point yeah. through some of these. Um, secret number one, as we described, was men seek out relationships that make them feel trusted and respected. And I think that one's important because when I, I want to emphasize the word they seek out relationships that make them feel that way. When you're married or you're in a relationship and you feel like the other person is just kind of being critical, you, you don't feel like a success with them anymore. You don't seek them out as much. You don't rush right. home to see them. You know, um, the people that we seek out and that men in particular seek out are those that make them feel like you really do have faith in them. And um, then the secret number one for women is women thrive when they feel safe and secure. Hmm. Feeling safe and secure is our number one need, but if we're going to thrive, we have to feel safe and secure. And so those two um, are important because I think, you know, that keyword of seeking and thriving is, is part of what we want for each other. We want our spouse to feel like they're thriving and we want our partner to, to feel like they want to seek us out, right. especially because women want to be pursued and to feel wanted. It makes us feel so good when a man is, is pursuing us versus we're chasing him, we're seeking after him, we're trying to find out when he's coming home or when he's going to call, you know, anything that keeps us being like the the hunter hunting the yeah. <laughs> our, our our men you know it's not as rewarding for him or for us it feels so much better better when he is pursuing us um, secret number 2 is very similar for both the men and women men develop love through sacrifice and the reason i put this one in here is that there are a lot of men who are really great at words um, and they say a lot of loving things and women believe it and they get their heart broken um, especially in the dating process and the bottom line is if he's not sacrificing for the relationship he's really not that into you and it can be simple sacrifices like calling um, you know taking her out on a date, um, paying for the meal, driving to pick her up. These simple little things really do mean a lot, and they, they define that the, the guy is invested in you. Um, and so it, it's just a really powerful way for women to truly feel safe and secure in a relationship is through watching and seeing his sacrifice. Mm. Um, words don't mean a whole lot to guys. I mean, they can throw those around pretty easily, um, and they might feel it in the moment, but it doesn't mean anything long-term yeah. <laughs> until they've sacrificed a lot for it. Um, on the other side, women develop love through sacrifice, but they need men to communicate their needs if that sacrifice is to be helpful rather than hurtful and over-responsible. Hmm. And what I mean by that is um, women oftentimes do kind of all the things that step in and take over and remove any opportunity for him to sacrifice. I mean, we... You know, we just, we drop by his work instead of waiting for him to pursue us and call us, you know. Yeah. And before long, he's not the hunter anymore. Right. And um, and also the other part of this is that unless a guy communicates what we're doing that's kind of bugging him or driving him away, we'll just keep doing it. We don't mean to do things that are, are you know, not working for the guy. We need him to communicate. And that's not really the guy's way. I mean, guys are a little bit more inclined to just, 
ignore an issue rather than than complain about it but it's just going to keep happening unless you let us know so i teach my my clients my male clients to be very proactive like in the early stages of the dating process to simply let the girl know hey this is how i approach dating this is what tends to work for me and that way he looks confident he looks strong he looks like the kind of guy who isn't afraid to communicate which makes her feel more safe and secure um and it eliminates the risk of her doing some things that might be turning him off. You know, what works best for me is, you know, I like to, to call, um, you know, a couple times a week and, you know, women sometimes don't know what to do to support dating, you know, but hey, I, I just love it when you return my phone calls, um, you respond to my texts, you don't need to call me a ton, um, you know, I just appreciate when you respond to me. So mm. those kinds of things can eliminate problems. Um, the next one is <laughs> kind of fits closely with the first one, which is men are largely logical about their relationships. Yeah. So um, unless they've committed to it over a period of time, they are not ready to commit. You know, I mean, yeah. they, it just it, unless there's been a lot of effort into it, they're not ready to commit, and it doesn't matter how much you they've said. You know. Well, right, and, and it seems like that you. I mean, a lot of times you might think the woman is dying for the commitment, dying for the commitment, but really she just wants to know she's secure. Am I good in this? Yeah. So that's all she's yeah. going for is security. Yeah, I just want him to communicate. And, and what women oftentimes will do early in the process is they'll try to get a guy to talk about, you know, where is this going? Where do you see this going? You know, are we are we kind of serious? Blah, blah, blah. And that just kind of freaks the guy out, you know? I mean, it's, it's a lot of pressure all up front. But what we want um, is we just, we just want to see his sacrifices. We want him to communicate enough um, that we feel like he's investing in the process. Um, and, and just, I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit because yeah. I realize we aren't going to have enough time to do all 17 of these. But like, for instance, um, what's going to drive a guy to pursue a woman? Secret number six. Food. Men love to be heroes. It's not you know? food. Yeah, well, that helps. Okay, because that's all Sky <laughs> but, would say. Okay. But, you know, if I if I interact with a guy and he offers to open my door, and I'm like, oh, that is so sweet. What a gentleman. You know, I have just solidified our relationship yeah. just a little He's bit. He's a hero. Because he, he feels like a hero. His efforts made a difference. Um, men, number five, men like women who like themselves. You know, when I um, put myself down, I, you know, I don't dress up. I don't look them in the eyes. I... You know, I, I make negative comments about myself. I'm just so much less interesting to him, and and it's just a turnoff, you yeah. know. Um, but on the flip side, women really want to be with men who are strong and confident, and it's one of the reasons why we are turned off by men who are too nice is because he oftentimes isn't acting strong and confident. Mm. It makes a big difference when, when a woman acts like she likes herself, and it makes a big difference when a guy stands up for his feelings and needs, expresses his opinions instead of just doing everything for us. Um, you know, we feel like we can take a guy who's too nice for granted, and we really need to feel like he's strong and confident enough. He can make us feel safe and secure. Yeah. He can stand up to his mother. He can, you know, he can say no sometimes, and he says yes a lot of the time, you know, even more of the time than he says no. Um, but these things are, are just critical in in us feeling safe and secure is to see a guy's strength. But on the flip side, seeing our femininity is part of what drives a man to want to yeah. please us. We want a, we know, want a feeling, woman that's a woman. Yeah, you want to feel not like you're with one of the guys. You want to feel like 
you're a man, you know, it's yeah. part of feeling like you're a man is when you're with a woman who makes you feel like you're a man. You know, it's um, women oftentimes complain about falling into the pal trap. And, you yeah. know, I talk about, you know, how much do you act like a gal when you're with him versus a pal? Okay. How much do you let him open a door? How much do you make him feel needed and important? And that's another one of the 17 secrets is that men need to be needed. How Alisa, much Alisa you- we got to take a break. Oh. But uh, okay, here's what I want to do. Back. Hang on. We're coming back. We're talking with Elisa Goodwin-Snell. She's teaching us the differences in the male-female psychology. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Hour number two underway right here. We're having lots of fun trying to understand some of the differences between the male and the female psyche. And I just looked right at Bryce right when I said that, and he gave me this look like, don't say it that way. No, I gave you this look like, keep talking, because then I don't have to do things, and I can't screw anything up if you keep talking. Bryce is doing a really good job. He's running the board today. Poor Sky uh, just never showed up. Um, no, that's not true. We knew he wasn't going to be here, but he's so hard to replace. But I do appreciate you wearing his tights and his cape, Bryce. I do what I can for the show, all right? Uh, next time, let's get a pair that fit you. Well, Because you look like on. you're wearing little kitty jammies. I'm a bit, I'm a bit taller than this guy. Just it, a teeny bit. And you know what? It's though. funny because you're not. You're normally so relaxed. You're just throwing out witty banter. But now you are you seem all caught up and worried. I seem a little Like agitated. you're going to break something. Like yeah. you guys will say something, say something to me and I'll just be like, yeah, that sounds good. Go. Yep. Okay. Good. That's fine. Yep. Short yeah, sentences. Just keep Short, going. quiet sentences. It was interesting, too, because we were even talking for a minute about um, how because Merritt brought up hair and we don't like crunchy hair. But you said you do with a little salt and vinegar. Yeah, I like salt and vinegar chips because they're delicious. No, yeah, it's hair. Yeah, no, if hair tasted like vinegar. See, number that, one, gross. that's how you. If they want to increase the shampoo purchased by men, they need better flavors. They need, you know, fruity flavors, cool, blue whatever. cheese and blue cheese, blue cheese, blue and, cheese and bacon and bacon. Wing um, sauce. Oh, wing sauce. Mm. Ketchup. I'd even be all right with barbecue sauce. <sighs> Wouldn't you love to just be showering in the morning and you just smell that smell of, you know, salt and vinegar? I would only come ever from use your hair. my significant other's shampoo mm. if it smelled like. You know why they don't do disgusting, that? disgusting, Matt. But they don't do it for a reason because then men would just smell each other's hair all day. That's what it's about. It's They're trying to keep men away from smelling each other's hair. We've got enough of that going on already. Mm-hmm. But have you ever like just perfumes, you know? I like Women the perfume just, that smells like uh, vanilla cookies, sugar cookies. Uh, see, I do too, but then I'm hungry all right, day. Right, same thing. I'm like, oh, it smells so good. I, I think just, I'm going to go bake something. I just want to bite your ear off, lady. Can I bite your do you, ear Do you off? taste like a sugar cookie? Is that your perfume, or have I not eaten lunch? Anyway, we digress. We're coming back now. Uh, we're talking with Elisa Goodwin-Snell, who's joining us. Now, Elisa's a friend. She's also um, a, you know, a coach or a counselor extraordinaire. She has a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. For 17-plus years, she's been performing individual and marital counseling. She's the author of seven books, four DVD series, and numerous audios. She's the creator of It's Not You, It's Your Technique, 
dating system. She's been on numerous, countless radio programs, TV shows nationwide. She's a sought-out public speaker. You can find out more about her at the, her website, It's Your Technique. Dot com, And on that site, um, or right now, you can text. She's giving us the 17 secrets to the male psychology and the female psychology. And you can go get a free copy of this. It's a, it's a great handout. It's a form that has all 17 of her points. But all you got to do is text to 22828, the words, the number 7, days free, all caps. 7, number 7, days free, all caps to 22828, and uh, she will then you know, have you put in your, I guess, your email, and she'll send you a copy of The 17 Secrets to the Male and Female Psychology. Elisa, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It really, this is fascinating stuff. I'm learning a lot about, you know, my own relationship. I, I didn't know, because, um, see, I was sure that my wife, you know, liked me being all nice and caring and... But apparently she wants me strong, too, and confident. Yeah. What yeah. about a Harley well, Davidson? Would that help? <laughs> as long as you're a Harley with flowers, right? No, no, yeah, full <laughs> of with my flowers. So, yeah, you got to show the soft side, too. You know, women do like nice men. I mean, we the, part of that is because they do make us feel safe and secure. But there is this fine balance between the guy who makes us feel so safe and secure that we we just don't, you know, he doesn't act like he has any self-respect for his mm. own feelings and needs. And, and then that turns us off. You know, for yeah. me to feel like he's really someone I can respect, I need to see that he can say no to others to say yes to me. Yeah. And that he can even say no to me sometimes. Um, and he can handle himself well in saying no. Because if he can, if he can show dignity and self-respect when he says no and still treat me with respect, he has that kind of self-control then I really feel like I can be safe with him. Um, he's not going to lose his temper. I lose respect with the, for a guy when he loses his temper or he goes off the handle or, you know, or he mopes. I mean, that's another one of the 17 secrets. Men are repelled by criticism, nagging, and whining, which is secret number 13 to the male psychology. On the flip side, women are repelled by moping, brooding, and the silent treatment. And that's one of the things we fear about the too nice guy is that we're afraid we're going to get this passive aggressive behavior. There's no way we want to say yes all the time because we're not, you know, we have our own feelings, needs and opinions and they don't agree with everyone else's. And so if he's saying yes to us all the time, we're afraid he's going to, this is going to come out in some secretive behavior later, you know, mm, and yeah. if he mopes it as a way of communicating that he's frustrated, he looks so weak. Um, if he broods, if he uses the silent treatment, we feel punished. I mean, really, we just want to see that he can look us in the eyes, he can keep his chin forward, and he can say, hey, babe, I would love to do that for you, but it's just not going to work for me today. Or, hey, babe, you know, I think, um, you know, you're not understanding where I'm coming from, and, and he just spells out what he needs, and, and he just says no sometimes. Um, and and he stands firm on that. I remember um, one time my husband wanted to build a little, you know, temporary lean-to on the side of the house while we were waiting to finish our shed. And I was like, no, that'll be ugly. I don't want that, blah, blah, blah. And he just finally looked at me. He's like, I'm the one who has to take care of the lawnmower and, and all of the, the um, yard tools, and I don't want them out in the weather. I'm building it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know I mean, I didn't. Yeah, it just it yeah. didn't really matter to me that much. I just wanted him to, to, to show me that it mattered that much to him. And you'll find, guys, as you stand up with respect, 
um, women will, will back down and they'll respect you more for it. It's really, a, it's just a little bit of a, it's like a little tug of war we're playing. But then some yeah. give up too easy and some are pulling too hard. And then all of a sudden you're just sitting there with a rope on the ground in between you and no <laughs> one's talking. Well, well, and I think the fear becomes that, you know, we don't want things to explode and get out of control. And, you know, sometimes people do toxic things like they threaten the relationship and they, they storm out of their room or they, you know, do the silent treatment. You know, if, if you can just look at each other in those moments of stress and even wink at the other person and say, hey, baby, we're going to figure this out, you know, it calms so much of that anxiety. We just, we need to know that when difficult issues come up that the other person's going to stand there and keep working it out, um, you know. But that's, that's, I think, when it gets most frightening yeah. is when, you know, there's not resolution and we feel the other person withdrawing or disengaging or escalating inappropriately. It's, um, I mean, really, the, these aren't, it's not like you've gone to the top of the mountain and sat down with the guru and figured this out. You just sat with people long enough, 17 years mm-hmm. sitting with troubled people, and you see the patterns. Over and yeah. over and over. Is yeah. that how you came up with these? Oh yeah, that and just learning to listen to people and um, it like and I it was always trial and error. You know, I would I'd throw an idea out there, see what kind of reactions I got from people, and I would adjust it depending on you know what what their reactions were. I think um, being that I'm not a guy, I've really had to learn to listen to men and not disqualify. There was a uh, someone who said this years ago, I can't remember who it was, but basically one of the big differences between men and women is that men know they don't understand women. Yeah. Women think they understand men, and we analyze men so much, and we come up with so many philosophies and theories about, you know, why they're messed up from their mother, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. we, we really think that we understand men, and we don't. And I think um, just learning to listen to the men in our lives and you know, let them change our hypotheses and don't tell them what they should be feeling or what you think they're feeling, especially about, for instance, I know you think I'm fat, you know, that is a no-win situation for a guy, you know, but assume the best, assume that he's attracted to you, assume that he loves you, assume that he wants to make you happy and then lead from that, you know, and if you have the best assumptions in mind, you're going to, you're going to trust what he says and, and respond to it better. Um, but yeah, so I just trial and error. Um, I think one of the reasons why I like having the 17 secrets out there is when in times of trouble, you need something to just go back to, to remind yourself, you know, and give you a game plan because a lot of times we can't remember the other person's needs when we're upset, you know? Yeah. So again, that's the other benefit of, you know, men like to be appreciated. Wow. You know, so I've got something difficult I need to share with him. Maybe I should lead off with three things that I really appreciate about him, you know, and that adds to him feeling that you have faith and trust in him, you know. Um, so it just it, it's just a good reminder. Um, a couple of others, men are, uh, a man experiences anxiety in every conversation a woman initiates until she tells him what she wants him to do. You know, it's just bottom line, just tell me what you need me to do to fix it because men are fixers. And, yeah. you know, um, so things like that, that help help me to have a game plan if I'm going to start off with some kind of complaint. <laughs> yeah, right. So it works better for his psyche. Um, what would that look like when you're just like so? If a if a woman needs to bring a complaint to the guy and doesn't want to demean him, wants him still to be appreciated, wants him to still know she respects him, 
but she also wants a change. What would that look like? What I recommend, I have four sentences that I recommend that a woman start a conversation off with, especially if she has a complaint. Um, You could choose any one of these four, or you could put several of them together. It starts with, I have faith, and then fill in the blank. I trust, fill in the blank. I know, fill in the blank, I believe. So to give an example, I have faith that you love me. I trust that you would never intentionally hurt my feelings. I believe we can work this out. Um, I know that you're a good man. If you can start a conversation and any complaint with even just four positive sentences that show faith and trust in him and the relationship and then lead into your complaints, you're, you're going to calm yourself down. You're going to calm him down as you're saying those things. It's just so effective and it meets his need to feel that you have faith and trust in him. Um, and then you can build in, so to go through it again, I know you would have never intentionally hurt my feelings. I have faith that you love me and you did not intend to, to you know, not get me something for my birthday. Um, it hurt my feelings that I didn't get anything, but I trust that you would want to know that and you would be glad to fix it if you could. And then just tell him what you want him to do. Mm. You know, here's a couple of ways you can make it up to me. I, you know, I would love either maybe to go to dinner or, you know, I would love to just have an evening where you take care of the kids and I can totally relax or, you know, give him some examples of how he can fix it. And that goes back to the idea that, you know, a man experiences anxiety until you get to the bottom line. What do you want? <laughs> you know, how do I make, how do I become your hero again? How do I get back into, into a good position with you again? How do I feel like a success with you again? That's huge, isn't it? And do you, I mean, I guess you could do this one-sided. It seems like even if your partner wasn't engaged, wasn't reading this with you, you could still be able to do a lot of it with them and still have an impact on the relationship. Yes. And if they don't have empathy, what I find is the more you work on the 17 secrets, the more effective you are with them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it turns back around into them meeting your needs. And that's, that's the hard reality is there's just a lot of people who, not a lot, there is a majority of people who have empathy, a vast majority. Yeah. But unfortunately, there are um, some people who have more of that self-centered, narcissistic view um, where everything revolves around them. And in those cases, um, you don't give up on them. You still have to be effective in how you communicate, and this will make you more effective. But um, you still need to stand up for your feelings and needs, and and you know, and hope that they'll they'll start to see it from your perspective. Um, this makes you more effective, but it it works a hundred times better if you're with somebody who has empathy too. It's yeah. very natural for people to turn around, and when you're giving them compliments, for them to turn around and compliment you when you're meeting their needs, for them to ask, you know, what do you need? What can I do for you? Um, so this is ideal with couples who have empathy. And then you're, you, if we go to your, if we just text in 22828, 22828, and text in the word seven, the number seven, days free, all capital, um, seven days free, you'll send us the list of the 17 secrets, right? Right. Yep. And email will be sent to you with two links. One of those links is to the 17 Secrets, where you can print that off. 
And then the other is if you are single and you want more dating advice, you can do the seven days free. And I just want people to feel like there's no obligation here. The most you're providing is your email. You can unsubscribe at any time. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is, this is not a high pressure thing. It's just a lot of information to, to give you more to think about. Um, so no worries on that. How That's much, a great idea. Uh, do, we have about one we minute have a few left. More minutes? Yeah, one more okay, minute. So I'm, Go ahead. I'm going to, is this our last segment? Yeah, this is it, the grand finale. Okay, so the the thing I want to emphasize, ladies, to get more from your guy, um, the best way you can do that is for you to show appreciation for what you he's already doing, for you to remember that your femininity, your warmth, your touch, your kindness, your love, your your appreciation goes a long way. Let him be needed. Um, let him be, you know, let him be your hero. And then on the flip side of this, guys, what she wants out of you the very most is she wants to feel important. She wants to feel adored. She wants to feel safe and secure. And she wants you to pursue her. We really do want you to to seek us out, grab us, kiss us, want to spend time with us, you know, call us. We really want to feel that security that only comes when you're pursuing us and making us feel great that way. But it's a two-part process. You know, a lot of times women want a guy to pursue them, but they don't understand it. He's got a lot of emotional needs, too. Yeah. Wow. Great stuff. Elisa Goodwin-Snell, you nailed it. What great help. Go to her website, itsyourtechnique.com. Itsyourtechnique.com. And also go to go to um, text in 22828, seven days free. Text those uh, words, seven days free, the number seven, days free, all caps. And she'll get you started on those 17 secrets. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. And when we come back, we're talking about some of the differences that might also be getting in the way of, uh, of, our, of our relationships. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about those uh, crazy little differences between men and women, and sometimes you know they impact our lives, they impact our love. Uh, Merritt has joined us. Uh, Merritt's back with uh, sweet and sour hair. That's another brand of shampoo I think that they're missing. Sweet and sour. Wait, are we just naming like flavors? Uh huh. Like about, if you like, could sour cream and onion. Oh man. See, that's the problem. If I had sour cream and onion shampoo, I'd probably drink it. Is that bad? Is it? Wait, no. Some shampoos are totally like edible. Well, I know, but so you know how they always smell all fruity. You know, don't taste so fruity. No, they taste horrible. That's fine. But if I, I don't want to smell fruit all day. If I wanted fruit, I'd be healthy. Some of the worst torture I've ever been through is when a girl will spray her like perfume or. Oh yeah body spray on me and then i'm like oh there's there's a pretty smelling yeah. girl some oh it's just me just me no, nope. it's me well, i'm in an elevator and there's only of one person there. in here yeah i don't know it's probably better that we don't have hair products that smell like bacon so merit um not only you know hair is a big deal we've learned from you yeah. what else impacts our dating life you know height seems to be a big issue height tell us height. more about this height well, okay, a guy always has to be tall. That seems to just kind of be the granted thing. Tall, well, American, handsome. Taller. Thank you, Mary. Taller. I, so we just I have appreciate to be taller. taller. See, you know what? Bryce is getting a lot of, like, ego stroking today. Yeah. He needs to have lots He's of hair. He's tall and hairy. And... So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what is the problem? 
So now the problem is hmm. tall women. So yeah. now imagine this: I was in eighth grade doing an assignment for health class. Okay, here we go. And I had just had my growth spurt, so I was like. You were, too tall and didn't know yeah. what to do with my limbs type uh-huh. thing. You know, you were dunking on the boys. Yeah, and I had to read some some health articles okay. for my health class. And I read one about a woman who had done a bunch of studies about how tall women got married less and therefore had really? fewer children and were basically less successful in life unless they – um, those few people who were like CEOs. See, but this – oh, that's sad. This and, is before the WNBA though, right? <laughs> no. Because they're probably helping. No, no, that was during the yeah. WNBA. That was only – you remember eighth grade wasn't that long ago for Merritt. <laughs> Man. Not as long ago as we think it was. <laughs> but that's an interesting – I believe – I mean you can see yeah. how that would be that way. That's horrible. No, that was terrible to me. Yeah. I thought like I had – Because you I mean, felt I like you would be tall like forever. I had just grown like five inches. And yeah. I was, With like, no sign of stopping. Yeah, exactly. And Could I was taller than ball? everybody. Could you yeah. palm a ball? No. I am not coordinated okay. at all. So no, I couldn't. We're, but, you, but you're not a tall person now. I am taller than average, but I'm not. No, I'm not. How tall are you? Tall. I am five feet and nine inches. Wow, that is that's tall. That's tall for yeah, not like. So I mean, you're not. No, I would. I don't. I don't but, consider you tall. Okay, yeah, but I'm taller than average. Yeah, I think so. You're statistically, you're tall. So statistically speaking, I'm taller than most girls and some guys. So um, that's how it works out. Do you think this still go- is true? I think it's a major problem. I was actually looking at some stuff before uh, the show today, and I found like five different dating support sites for tall women. Oh, really? Uh, like, like there's PTSD and then tall <laughs> women. Yeah. Is it tall women? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it isn't serious, but it's that serious. Yeah, like wow. I was pretty surprised. Right. I mean, I never thought it was that much. But then also, okay, there's this whole paradox. So. People are always like, you're so lucky you're tall because models are tall and you have long legs. Oh, that's so true. Great. Yeah. And then like, but yeah, I'm also a head taller than a bunch of guys I know and they <laughs> think it's freaky. So, and it's, it's just kind Do, of like yeah. this weird paradox that I live in where you it's think like, guys it's so have great a to be issue? tall. I'm like, I would love to feel petite for once in my life. Never really felt yeah. that, but yeah. Do you think guys have a bigger issue or girls about their height? Like I think guys would be fine with a, a little taller woman. I think it depends on the guy. Um, funny story. My older brother. Um, is this the enormous one? No. no that's, that's my your younger, younger brother. brother. My okay. younger brother oh, is the okay. tallest. Rude. But my older brother is still really tall. He's like 6'4". Okay. Wow. 6'3", 6'4". Anyway, he um, – his first few girlfriends were all tiny. And when mm. I say tiny, I mean five foot or less. And he's 6'4", and I was really <laughs> mad at him all the time about that because yeah. I felt like it was unjust to the world. And then he started um, – he dated a tall girl recently who was like six feet. So really? More evenly matched. Yeah. And he said he liked it a lot more. That's just one I opinion. bet. You can get eye to eye. <laughs> he, yeah. He felt like yeah. – Less back problems, frankly. <laughs> For sure. And he was like, yeah. In fact, he did say that. He said he didn't have to bend – well, you neck, so. you get those tension headaches, and it just ruins the whole experience. <laughs> yeah. If you have to sit down That's to kiss, thing. when you when you black she has out, to when, stand. You, when you That's you know good. go down for a kiss, no, no, no. But really, I feel like a lot of the problem is just that we make it a problem and yeah. we pretend it's a problem. Because I have some really good family friends, and um, she, they're they're a couple. She is six inches taller than he is. Really? Is, is he bald? No. Oh, okay. I'm just he's checking. got pretty great hair, actually. Okay. Anyway, is she is five ten, so she's. Okay. Tall for a woman. Wow. And he is wow. by four. Wow. 
It's a pretty major difference. That's a big difference. Yeah. And I asked her about it one time. So it's, you know, one tall woman to another. And I was like, so how did As that... one tall woman to another. How do you... <laughs> I really hope you approached it like that. <laughs> exactly like that. No, and I just kind of asked her. I was like, so how did, how did that work out? And she's like, it was awful at first. She said that it took her like six months of him completely trying yeah. for her to con- convince herself that she could date a short guy and it wasn't that she wasn't attracted to him and he's great and they are super super happy and have two cute little dudes and yeah. it's just she had to convince herself that the idea of her husband Isn't that, that the tall it's all ideal that she had in her head yeah. wasn't going to be the reality and yeah. so that's I think that's all the problem and it's I feel like you know what if that real man he's going to be manly enough to sure. accept that you're taller so just you know wait for the right one I like that advice. Yeah. Um, is this one friend of yours that keeps asking you questions about the other friend and how attractive? Is he tall? He is taller than I am. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the maniacal laugh, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it really adds. I've been to working everything. on it. We're closing the deal because he's taller, he's got hair, and he cares enough to ask you about what you want in a man. Sure, Doctor Matt. I think Merritt will be engaged by this weekend. The six-day weekend plunge. Merritt, Meekum's on it. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back with Mark Waite. You know, we're going to be talking, I don't know, love, life, differences between men and women. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're now being joined in all of this talk about the differences between men and women. We thought we would go to the source. We call him the the granddaddy of the differences. Our own Mark Waite from our sister show, Through the Garage Door and Highway 89. He's a talent. He loves rock and roll music. He loves fast cars. and I love the Matt Townsend Show. You love green fast cars. Above and beyond everything, it's all about this show for is it, me. Is that you live for the this highlight show. of my highlight of my bi week bi <laughs> weekliness? You know what? You need a life because <laughs> if this is all you got, Mark, I mean, come on, it's not all I've got. It's, I mean, it's, it's your highlight. That's yeah. did you know? Um, we're Bryce and I are putting together a line of products. <laughs> I yep. want your take on it. Yes, we are. Skin care. I am part products. of this. It's more hair care. So what? What is? Just imagine you're showering. You're just doing your hair up, mm-hmm. and it, when you get that lather, instead it's of hard like for me to imagine that I'm showering, but sure. Okay, just imagine. Are you a bather? Once, once a month. <laughs> just imagine you're in the tub. You just do you just like jump in hair. the pool? Be like, ah, good enough. I'm good. Put on some deodorant. That's how my kids do it. Do you um, imagine you're lathering up? And normally you get that smell of just, I don't know, like you're walking through a garden. <laughs> okay. What if you didn't get that smell, but you got this smell of caramel corn? Mmm. <laughs> or uh, sweet and sour pork? Mm, Are you yes, with me? Yes, yes. What about a nice curry? A nice curry? Ooh, a little, it depends a on curry. the curry. As long as it's Red not too curry? spicy. Do you think people... I don't want my hair to be too spicy? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. You don't want your eyes watering. I don't want it to burn in the shower. But see, do you think that would sell for men? Of course, uh, women don't want to smell like a food product. I think that if it that's a problem is that nobody agrees on what food smells is good. good you know? Well, I think there's some universals: pizza, 
You could have a pizza yeah. smell. I mean, that's kind of brisket. <laughs> you could risk it on the brisket. <laughs> Any kind of like bar, maybe a barbecue, something. Right, right, right. Problem is that most people think barbecue is just a bunch of spicy ketchup, but real barbecue is just the smell mm. of seared animals, right? Animals yeah. on flames. Well, who doesn't want to have seared animals in their hair? <laughs> that's actually <laughs> okay. that's how I smell after going camping. So you know what? I think I think the idea is killing itself. The more we talk about it, Bryce, it just seems to go I away. I just say go camping and let the let the smoke, the essence of the campfire, linger mm, for a week. You just smoke your hair. Um, okay, talk about this for me. Because seriously, Mark, we, we thought, who knows this subject? We've been trying to figure out some of the differences between men and women, really more the psychology of how we think. And we just had a great guest on talking about it. But you're, you've been married how many years? Uh Two months from right now, we're hitting 30. Wow. Does that count for something? That counts for a lot. 30 years. 30 years. Well, now, between five women. Continuously. Oh, that's five. Oh, that's one woman. 30 <laughs> years. Okay, because I was going to say five women, that's amazing. But one woman has lived with you, Mark, 30 years. She has, her tolerance level is off the charts. She, does she, you're different from her. Right? Oh, yeah. What do you notice? Okay, give us your wisdom. Um, pontificate. Okay, now this is eggshells. I mean, we're yeah. we're in, we're on dangerous ground. Well, you're here. actually talking, so you are. <laughs> I'm just going to listen. I was about to say, you know, Mark, just go for it. You no, know what? Go, just go for, for it. it. I mean, if worst case scenario, we go won't to have town. Marla, I hope you're not listening <laughs> okay. right now. But we'll take it, it. okay. Now, obviously, we're talking grand generalizations, yeah. Yeah. very broad right. generalizations. This may not apply to everybody, but there are typically what are considered feminine traits. Mm-hmm. Traits that are considered masculine. Yeah, every person has some of each. Right. Every man share has certain right. feminine traits. Right. Every woman has certain masculine traits. So that said, yeah, no cards and letters, please. please. We're generalizing. But if you do, but, Mark Wait is the name. Right to BYU broadcast. So acknowledging that we're generalizing, I would say that for me, the biggest difference is a tendency in the female trait category. To spend too much time and too much emotional energy worrying about what other people think of you. Mm. Uh, for example, I, I think I've seen quite a few examples. Of, say you get a group of guys together. Um, they are much less likely to worry about how the other guys are perceiving right, them. Right, yeah, right, whatever. And you get a group of women together and there seems to be a lot more tension yeah. in that regard. Now I've I've heard a lot of this anecdotally, but enough times that I've start to see a pattern. That when the guys are with each other, the good natured ribbing, I mean I could yeah. I could tell Bryce that he wears too much product in his hair. Yeah. You know? Hey, I cut down. His hair is what we call crunchy. Hey, any is too much. Okay. Well, is it say. is that really the case? Is <laughs> yeah. that... it's and I, he's cool with that. He's totally cool. Are you you're not and... offended? Are you offended? No. no. Okay. No. Now I think almost nobody goes around trying to cause offense. Yeah. But a lot of us, all of us go around taking offense. There's yeah, a yeah. lot more offense taking than, than giving. offense giving. Right, right. And it seems that the women might tend a little more toward the taking of offense when it's not intended. So uh, maybe it's because that I can tell, Bryce, it's the good-natured ribbing that maybe that's yeah. like a release valve, right. a safety valve. Yeah, where just it just gets rid of some of the energy. Get, gets rid Dissipate. of tension yeah. in a safe way. Right. 
No one needs to die. There's no explosion. But it seems like when the women get together, they are so under so much pressure to be nice. Yeah. So nice. They're so measuring the social, sweet. right? Well, because so that niceness is them measuring the, the relationship is is being played out in the conversation. See, with you guys, it's not. That's not about the relationship. You were talking about his hair. That's not even about whether you like him. Of course, you like him. He's a well, great kinda. guy. But so, but it seems, it seems like with the ladies, there the relationship is actually being played out in the conversation. So they have to be nice. So they can't just put these jabs out there. It seems like where you just like jabbed his hair, and maybe because they know that I'm so inclined to take offense that I have to be really, really careful not to give that offense oh, because yeah. because I'm inclined to take it. She's probably inclined yeah. to take offense too, so I have to be saccharine sweet all the time. And then there's no release valve right. of pressure, and then it builds and builds. And then you find out after the fact in private uh, that You find out because then she goes secondhand, off. Secondhand. And you now get to hear it. That there's, and I'm not even talking about my wife. Right. I'm not even talking about my wife. I'm just talking yeah. in general um, that there, then it builds up in resentment, yeah. stress, yeah. backbiting. Uh, I think that's where gossip probably comes from in general is I can't tell this person what I think of them to their face, but I can certainly tell everybody else what I think of yeah. them. That's an interesting idea. Um, what do you think that's – you think that's the fear of I think that's impression. the fear of judgment. Yeah, and judgment. Uh, I think we – all of us, men and women. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to state this categorically, not as my opinion. I'm certainly positive. This is a fact. That almost all people spend way too much time and energy worrying about the judgment of other people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it cripples us. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, they can go too far the other way. Yeah. Where you don't care Whatever. anything. Yeah, but they have a name for that. Aspergers. Is that what? That's Aspergers. Then you don't shower. Yeah. Then you don't filter your language. Yeah. yeah. You don't monitor your behavior. You don't check your behavior. Yeah, we, we get it. There's too much the other yeah. way. But most people are too much the other way. We and, worry. Um, I, I think that if we spent less time worrying about other, the judgment of others, we would have a lot less stress with them. We would have a lot less assuming that they're judging us, right. and therefore I have well, less, less tendency to judge you, Yeah, and it's le- live and let live. Right? Have you seen – okay, so I did this. We went on a trip to southern Utah, and I was watching – we went to a movie theater, and I was watching my wife come out of the restroom, but I was watching other women watching my wife. Is that weird? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I knew she was coming, but I was watching these women watch other women walk by. And you should have seen the looks that they were having on my wife and other women walking by. The the look – if it was a guy looking at my wife that way, you would have been like, good grief. Don't look at my wife that way. Right. Okay. But these women were checking my wife out. And I, I, I have been – so this whole weekend I've been watching how people watch my wife. It is the weirdest thing. I think women are kind of – I don't know if we've done it to them, if the man has oppressed. Something's happened where women are really harsh judges. Well, they're the ones that are under pressure to be pretty. Yeah. And that's where the whole body consciousness and issue comes yeah. in. That's where the airbrushing of models on the front of magazines yeah. comes in. Let's face it. We would all be much better off if makeup didn't even exist. Oh, yeah. If jewelry didn't even exist, the adornments. Uh-huh. Now, a lot of women love that sort of thing. But if it didn't even exist, then we would never be shocked 
at seeing somebody without makeup. And, Walmart. And as a guy, Go to I'm Walmart, so Mark. thrilled that I never have to yeah. worry about not being seen in my mask. Well, but there, there, and that, again, that can go too far because then some people wear clothes. Are you saying I should be wearing makeup? You should wear just a mask. Not a, a mask, a bag. <laughs> it's not saying no, a mask. You, Mark, you can listen to Matt because sometimes Matt shows up with a little makeup on. <laughs> I, I, I wear, every Monday I wear makeup because I came from TV. Do you have some on right now? No. No? Uh, is today Monday? Today is I actually Monday. It's every Friday now. It's every Friday, okay. But I, I've washed my face since. Uh, it is, I'll let you see me next time I'm wearing I, makeup. I've had to, for like TV shoots, I've had to have makeup on. It just yeah. totally creeps me out. I kind of like it. You know what else uh, I like? Uh, Eyelashes. <laughs> just kidding. That's gross. No fake um, eyelashes, please. No, I, I can't. Well, you can tell when they're fake, too. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like a toupee. But some people wear clothes. If you just go, have you ever seen the, the pictures about the Walmart people? What do they call it? What I saw at Walmart. The people of Walmart. People of Walmart. So people go in and take pictures of people at Walmart that are like wearing clothes that are too small or shorts that don't fit or right. shirts that don't cover everything. I'm obviously not surfing the web. Yeah. You need to be online more. (laughs) You know what? There's probably some things on the internet you could probably miss and you'd probably live a long life. This is a little disgusting. So it's probably – You don't want to miss this. And it has – it's not even about Walmart because you could have do people of Target. You could do people of, you know, any major chain. But um, it really is – there's some people that probably need to pay more attention to what they wear. And then there's most of us. I just read this crazy statistic that says humans are the only animals – that have chronic stress, except for other animals that live with humans. We're the only people that stress. Because so we're, we're even stressing we're, out our pets. Right. We, we totally do. I mean, think about that. The dog that lives with you has a different chronic stress than the dog that would just live out in the, the wolf the wolf or the country. That, yeah, it's just got to kill. Because that wolf. They're, they're just worried about where their next right. meal is And they know from. if they're succeeding minute by minute. Yeah. But with a human, you don't know. How's dad coming home today? How's the owner coming home? He's going to beat me up? Is today a good day or a bad day? What day is it? Did they go on a trip and forget me again? What's going on? Are they even coming home? Should I just chew everything right now? I'll just chew everything right now. I'm going to just chew case. everything. Oh, they're only gone right for 15 now. minutes. Oh, I thought they, they weren't, weren't even gone back. very long. Um, so I think that's part of it because we judge and we're, we have this fear. We want to be incorporated. And by the way, you know when this all began? According to the psychologists, about 10,000 years ago when we started the agrarian culture. Because then we turned it into like a community. Then what the community thought mattered. Before, you were on your own like a wolf. You could go kill whatever you needed to kill. Then we became agrarian. You lived in a culture and in a community, and you didn't even know if you were going to succeed till the harvest. So I depended on Are everyone else. Are we going to survive the winter? Yeah. Isn't I mean, that well, weird? There, there's power in numbers. But then, then we evolve. I mean, that helps us evolve. But, man, we still are very judgmental. Yeah. Um and I'm sure we're all guilty of it to some extent or another. But uh, if if the if women could, I don't know, find balance. It, it, to me, it's yin and yang. Yeah, you know, uh, the, I've never the, met them, but they sound like great people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they make great Chinese food. If a man and a wife, you know, a perfect union would be a yin and a yang concept where they are intertwined opposites. Mm-hmm. They're identical. And yet, completely opposite Wouldn't from each other. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Complementing, balancing each other. It's yeah. hard to find that balance. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's it's great. We love women for their feminine tendency to be more emotionally sensitive. Yeah. That's one of the very best things about them. But that's also there's an upside and a downside. Yeah. The downside is that fear of other people's an- analysis of them. So we're not so yin and yang. We're more like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> 
Remember them? <laughs> yes. Of course you do. You're more Cheech. I'm more Tommy Chong. You are Tommy Chong. You're Cheech Marin. Um, okay. Give us some advice. 30 years married almost. That's huge. What's the key? Key to success. Oh, oh, easy. Easy. I mean, I, my boys are now in the position where they're early 20s and shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish they would shop a little harder. Yeah. Um, I say, look, of all of the attributes you're looking for in a future wife, categorize them, list them. What's number one? And I test them this way. Wealth. Wrong. Not okay. wealth. Okay. Not faith. Not um, teeth. physical attractive. Not teeth. There's one that stands head and shoulders above every other thing. Patience. Every, what? Close. Close. Kindness. Oh, yes. I think I Kindness rules everything, and nothing comes close okay. to mattering Explain your compared theory. to that. I like that. Kindness is the thing that will keep you together long term. Now, I'm not a kind person. Thankfully, my wife is. I think you're kind. It's a yin and a yang thing. It, it's you a cheat I don't know what kind yeah. of kind I am, but it's my wife is an inherently kind person. Wow. That's all about that marrying yeah. the right thing. Long-suffering, I think they call it. But um, still, I mean, she worries too much about the judgment of others. She worries too much about my judgment, and it makes me feel sad when I realize that, oh, she's stressing about my perception and I didn't. Even, I'm not her. even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, advice, you know, so, yeah, big advice is marry a, an inherently kind person and not an inherently selfish person. Nothing else matters. And how do you know that? that? You can tell in their behavior. Check but it their, takes time. Check their parents. It ta- parents are a good indicator, not a guarantee. Uh-huh. It takes time. Yeah. Don't get married yeah. a What's month after you meet them. Right. You need to see this person while you're dating, while you're courting. You need to see them in the worst possible circumstances. Oh, yeah. People don't do that, do they? Before you get married, you have to see the worst that that person has to offer. So you go into it with your eyes open going, oh, okay, at least I I couldn't say I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I think a a week-long trip camping, that's pretty much the worst I can imagine. And knock over some boulders while while you're – Yeah, did you hear about that guy? (laughs) See, that guy's not kind. He's killing the boulders in Utah. <laughs> Save goblin the boulders. Valley. Save the goblins. <laughs> Can you imagine what she's thinking? Oh, that's my husband. So, so number one by far is marry kind. Now, to stay together 30 years, for me, I've had to learn, and I'm learning it so slowly, Matt. Sometimes you've got to keep your yap shut. Yeah. Sometimes by the way, that's you want to say too. something. You're, you know you're right. Yeah. You're dying to say it. Sometimes, not always, yeah. sometimes I am successful in keeping my yap shut. Yeah. Just let it go by. It doesn't have to be said. Yeah. And by the time, a lot of times she knows. She knows that whatever she said or did didn't, you know. So yeah. to even respond seems silly. Yeah, but we want to be right, don't we? It's Man. so hard to we not all do. be the one who's right. See, that's part of it too. We, so we have the shame and, and the need to, you know, look good and not, and to be right. Let the other person be right occasionally. Mark Waite, you did it again. Go check out Mark Waite. His show is Through the Garage Door and Highway 89. You can also see him speeding down I-15 in his green car. What kind of car is that again? That is a Mustang, 2013 Mustang Boss 302. Wow. That's not a regular Mustang. That's a special Mustang. That's because your wife is kind. Look it up. And Boss 302. Boss 302. Have it means green. it's fast and it's green. Very ticketable, I think is the word. Ticketable, a new word for Mark Waite. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to come home and uh, come back and break it up and finish this thing off. Give you one more tool, play a little game. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Yeehaw! We're right.
wrapping up the show here on the Matt Townsend Show. We just finished up, I would say, an engaging, intriguing, profoundly deep conversation with Mark Waite. Now we have a rebuttal from the other side. Merritt and Hannah Montana now want to take a minute to give us the female side of that same argument. Ladies, please. Well, we have two kind of main points, I guess. So number one, the makeup thing. Guys, when we dress nice, it's usually not for you. Whoa, just, whoa, 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 whoa. just to let I, you know, hold the a there. lot of guys kind of flatter themselves with this idea that makeup's for them. Maybe in the industry of, you know, that's why they're no. selling makeup. But I honestly, I'm fine with not wearing makeup in front of someone. I don't care. This is what my face is. It is what it is. But when I'm dressing like cute, when I do my hair, when I do my makeup, it is about me. No, let's it be real. It's not even about you. It's about the other women you're no. trying to impress. No. That's a lie, too. I don't care what other girls think of me. No. At all. When I dress nice, it's because I want to feel confident yeah. and I want to feel professional. Hmm. And so... I agree. Usually, yeah. Well, we know that because when you're married, you will no longer dress nice for us. <laughs> so we know it's not about Matt, us. Matt, it was great knowing you. It was I really enjoyed working no, we, with we, you we, and it was really good for me. Yeah, no, but we we know we know I'll that it's you, about I'll see you on the other side, all right? <laughs> we know it's about you and how you you want to look good for you. We know yeah. that. Well, and part because, of that would be dressing so if you're married, if you're in a relationship, part of that is dressing nice for but it's more for your personal right. you're doing something for somebody else. So, no. Which not, is why well, it's not we're not doing it for you. We right, don't. which is why the same re- same thing here. Hello. Yeah. We don't, you know, we like wearing what we like to wear because it feels comfortable. Well, I mean, okay. Right. Bryce, how about this? Do you work out just to look good for girls? No. Bryce doesn't work See? out. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of He's in between workouts. No, I I mean she's kind of right. Okay. Sometimes it's cuz I want to look good. Other times it's there's certain here. I'll say this. There's certain muscle groups that I would not work out mm-hmm. what if are it those? weren't for girls. Which ones? Those would be abs. Abs. Because I don't. Those aren't practical. You don't muscles. see them. When what you're do I dress? What do I like? My abs. The most important thing my abs do is get me out of bed in the morning. That's one thing. That's one thing I need my abs <laughs> you know, for. You'll learn when you're older. If you just kick one leg up, you can use your weight of your leg swing to get your whole body up. Everybody you don't need a core. Hands. Okay, uh, did you have another point? The, yeah, another point. Yeah, the other one has to do with what you're saying that we care uh, that we're dressing up for other women. I, both me and Merritt agreed that yes, we do care about people's opinions, but only people's opinions that we value. I place oh, no stock in any of what. If someone looks at me funny, I don't care. Do you ever someone, have you ever watched women watching other women? I dare you. I challenge you. Go watch women checking out women. Like at events. So watch when a woman and a man walk in. But even then, that doesn't ruin your. That doesn't ruin how you feel about yourself. Oh no, no, it's not all. about. No, it's not about that. But there's something really interesting that she actually seriously cares. See, when with Bryce walked in the room, I'm not going to be like. I'm like, that's the same jeans you wore last yeah. Friday. I'm, I'm, I, I, I yes. might say, whoa. Well, obviously, he's been working his abs. But I but see it's interesting, but women would actually look at what my wife was wearing and like kind of react. Like not in even a bad way, like mm. I think that has more to do mm. not with with necessarily caring about what the other person thinks, but yeah. in a woman's way of communicating, which is more verbal, which is more you know, you notice yeah. things more. Yeah. Because, you watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that I think that impacts how you also feel about yourself. 
because you're going to judge if, in comparison. If you have that right. unhealthy thought pattern. Right. Well, but which I mean, that's not something. Well, that's so then, then just then explain yeah. to me. So I guess then body women's body image issues. Yes. Come from where? 2000 years of. Pardon? Keep going. <laughs> 2000 years of stigma and. Who's perpetuating? Well, even then, now. when it comes to the whole body issues, I think that that's definitely something that a lot of teenage girls deal with, like insecurities. But I do feel like a lot of women come to accept themselves. Have you watched The Wives of Orange County? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes, Matt. What about it? <laughs> it's not a kid problem. Okay, well, You're right. It's a reality Somewhere it's coming from somewhere. Here's the thing. It is easier... I have found that it is easier for a woman to blame her problems on how she looks rather than her intelligence and capabilities. And so when you take that responsibility of saying, hmm, maybe my problems really don't come from how I look, but come from how I act and what things I do. It's way more complicated. That's a lot more responsibility. That's something you can so easily change about yourself, whereas your appearance is not. It's so easy to say, woe is me. I don't look like a model. Totally. But if you kind of take that responsibility on yourself and you go... Well, I can – I might not look like a model, but I can act and perform really well despite, in spite of how I look. Then it's – Well, same thing. So same thing about a man would be um, my identity doesn't come from what anyone thinks about me. Yeah. Or what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Nor should my wife's safety and security come from what I do for a living. I should be able to be the best – janitor and she should be content you know what if you're a really good janitor and you do well in your job i think that's right. See, that's security but there also is a certain amount of compromise of course with yeah. everything that happens that's the problem the problem is categorization in any in any way right yeah it's true we're individuals Yay. we're all the same I and mean, we're all the same we all have the same fears insecurities can't we all just get along Yes. Do you guys notice there's a whole really scout troop? I really saw really fast. <laughs> I think it's because we have a whole scout troop looking at us. Yeah, it's scout. Um, I like that. Do we have any time for this game? Because I don't want to. I wanna... can do it like Go super one. fast. Go one. Do one real fast. We have one minute. Okay. I'm sorry I haven't called you. My interpretation is I'm not sorry, but I don't want to deal with your wrath. Was oh, that, who on. said that? A male That's or a female? dude saying that to, to, <clears throat> their, to their lady friend. Yes. Yeah, I, totally. No, what? No. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. The wrath. <laughs> the judgment. <laughs> I'm gonna say sometimes. Really, here, here, here's what here's what I think I that do means. That, so here's what I think <laughs> that means. Okay, I think that means I totally saw your text and I didn't, or I saw that I missed your call and I didn't answer it, and I planned on calling you, but then I got busy doing something else, and now I finally noticed it, and I don't want to get in trouble. I think it means get off my back. I'll call you when I'm ready to. Leave me alone, mom. <laughs> I think that's what that means. Again, I don't want to. I just want you to remember who the doctor is. <laughs> we, we we're doing so good for a while, and yeah. then here we are. Man, here that would have been fun. Let's let's play more of these tomorrow. Okay. I don't know what the okay. topic is know. tomorrow, but uh, let's just squeeze these in. What, what okay. is it? Let's tease the show tomorrow, Merritt. What is it? Make making friends as an adult. Oh, that'll be fun. We okay. need that on the show. I, I'm an adult. I don't have friends. Well, and Sky will be back, so that'll probably help. Perfect. <laughs> Making friends as adults. That's what the topic is for tomorrow. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Join us again tomorrow right here on BYU Radio.